This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And welcome back to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. In the studio with me now, I'm joined by Clarice Williams. She is a 12th grade English teacher at Aiken New Tech High School here in Cincinnati. We're also joined by two of her students, Damar and Danae. It's our pleasure to welcome you all to the show this morning. Thank you. Thank you for having us. All right. They're being shy already. All right. (laughs) All right. So let's start with you, Miss Williams. Now, you teach 12th grade English. Now, when I was in 12th grade, I loved English. I I think I had a little crush on my English teacher. She was the (laughs) only one that actually got me to read a book. But um, I love 12th grade English. What are the challenges for you and what is it like teaching 12th grade English today? Well, it's like teaching any English class. You are... Uh, any teacher, any subject, you're just trying to keep the kids engaged and motivated. Um, what makes it difficult, especially in this day and age, is because we're in the digital age and the kids want all their information in a Google sentence or two. And if you don't get that, if they don't get that, then they they tend to become disengaged. So, Keeping their attention, keeping them engaged, that's a teacher issue all around, not just 12th grade English. If you want to add English to it, then it's getting the kids to read and care about reading. And I joke with the kids and tell them all the time that if there's something important you guys need to know and someone puts it in the book, you guys are in trouble because you won't read. So that's probably the biggest challenge. Now, I read Native Son when I was in 12th grade, and I read Macbeth and all that kind of stuff, and I loved it. Again, I had a crush on my teacher, so I, she that just made me excel, right? So what what was it like? What are you guys teaching today? Well, today, at least in Cincinnati Public, it's about teaching in thematic units. You, you know, you have a certain theme, and you want to find books around that theme, you know, centered around that theme. You want a collection of fiction, nonfiction, you may want some videos or podcasts or um, just a collection that focus on and center around one particular theme and you want the kids to write about it. So if there's a big takeaway regarding teaching in our district and probably all around, it's writing, having the kids read and write. You know, there's this initiative with our district to a summer reading program to have the kids read at least one book. And then when they return, and they get to choose the book from a list. And then when they return to school, the teachers will decide, you know, what assignment and how they'll assess, if you will, the kids on reading. Just to get them to reading, that's really what it's about. Okay. Now, today you brought two students with you, and you were they were given an assignment, which I understand. So initially, before we get into what they did, what was the assignment from you, teacher? Well, um, we, I'm a teacher at, and they attended um, Aiken New Tech High School, and we are, you know, a, in addition to being a Cincinnati public school, we are a high school, a part of the New Tech Network, which is a project-based learning school. And so the idea is to create these authentic, real-world problems or issues and create a project and have the kids solve this issue or problem and there may be various solutions to the problem. And so with us, we were focused. um, We have these, I told you about the culminating themes. And so my culminating question, the question that 
we are centering our learning around for the quarter is how does media, how do media, art, and culture define justice? And so um, with being a part of the New Tech Network, you want this driving question, which is no different from a culminating question. So we came up with the question, how do we attain justice for marginalized groups? So we wanted to start with first defining justice, not necessarily in the sense that someone is guilty or innocent, you know, that type of justice, but um, attaining equity, you know, keeping groups on, giving them what they need so that everyone's on the same playing field, you know, giving the same opportunities or can be take advantage of the same opportunities. And so I attended a conference in 2016 where a teacher wrote her classroom, wrote a book, and she wrote about that experience and gave you a one-on-one step-by-step on how to do it. So I read the book, and here we are. I told the kids at the beginning of the year that we're going to write a book. And it was supposed to happen almost immediate, but it didn't. So I, you know, reflected on myself and said, why didn't we do it? Are you afraid? Are you scared? And then, so it was a little bit of that. And so I decided, you know, what do I have to lose? Let's just do it and see what happens. And we started January 22nd. And from that time until really now, We've created this book, We Matter Too. Okay, so let me bring the students in here. We have Damar and Danae. They're not twins, right? Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we covered that a little bit earlier. So when you got this assignment from Miss Williams, what were your thoughts? Did you think you were you would be capable of collectively writing this book? No. Some of us were scared when she first told us, you know, it's like we write in a book, our senior class about to sit here and write a book. But we have a great teacher. So in the past, you know, we she's been teaching us all year how to write essays, you know, just different stuff. And when this book came about, everybody didn't want to do it. We was all scared. You know, we're not going to do this. But once she put us in groups and everybody saw how everybody worked, how everybody's minds came together, our ideas, and we really sat and wrote dear reader letters. We wrote poems. We drew pictures, and it took a it took a lot out of us. You know, we had to really work together, not argue, not you know judge each other, not go back and forth. And now we have a book. Okay, and so for you, Damar, what were your thoughts when Miss <laughs> Williams presented this project? Uh, when we first got assigned the project, honestly, my first thought was like, we're actually about to do this. <laughs> and I was honestly like, uh, the, our class is not going to be able to accomplish this just because like, I know most of the students, they definitely procrastinate a lot and like excuse a lot. They make excuses like, constantly. And it's honestly frustrating. But I was like, yeah. So when we actually got into it and started working and stuff with like that, I was actually like, oh, we're actually doing this. Okay. And it was honestly like a miracle because I'm like, you know, the people who usually excuse themselves a lot and make excuses and procrastinate actually did stuff and it was honestly like amazing and in case you're just tuning in you're listening to sunday morning magazine i'm rodney lear more information about the show can be found on our facebook page sunday morning magazine with rodney lear just head there now and like us there now in the studio with me now we're speaking to clarice williams miss williams is an english teacher at aiken new tech high school here in cincinnati we're also speaking to two of her students damar and danae they're here this morning to talk about a book that they recently published. The title of the book is We Matter Too. Now, let's talk about some of the marginalized communities that you cover in the book, the LGBTQ community and immigrants. 
Tell us about what you learned about these communities. Honestly, like, it's like I knew a lot about those communities. But then, like, when we honestly started looking up the information and doing research and deeper diving research and web search and stuff like that, honestly, I found out a lot of stuff that I, even I didn't know, even though me being a part of those communities is, like, honestly mind-blowing. I was like, wait, we uh, we faced that? Like, we did not go through this. I was like, huh, I never experienced that. Never really knew this that happened. Um, for you, um, Danae, what did you learn about those groups personally after doing the research for this book? I didn't know a lot. I didn't really know they was going through as much stuff as they was LGBTQ. I didn't know they was going through all that. You know, I knew they had trouble, but... They had trouble with not only, you know, their sexuality, but getting jobs and, you know, working. Um, they have, you know, they own churches. So let's talk about what you focused on today. What was your synergy? What did you focus on for this project? I focused on women. Okay. And what did you find out there? And what is it that you want people to know about that population that you researched? Okay. So when I did women, I did more of domestic violence, rape. And what I found out a lot is it's this one question that always gets asked and during rape. And the question is always, what were you wearing? And, you know, I don't feel like that should be a question asked because no matter of what you was wearing or what you had on, the question should not be what you were wearing at all. That should never be a question because people try to make it seem like that what a female has on, she's more, you know, to get grabbed or she's more of a person that somebody can just get. But that's never the case. It should never be. What was you wearing? How about another question? What time of day was it? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Never. What did you have on? Okay. Um, and for you, um, Damar, for the LGBTQ community and immigrants, um, for those populations that you worked on, what what is it that you want our listeners? What do you want people to know and understand about those communities? Uh, it would definitely have to be that it doesn't matter like what you look like, like because there are a lot of straight people or like heterosexual people who like honestly look quite feminine or like really scrawny. That doesn't define you as being a part of the LGBTQ. It's like yeah, um, a lot of people in my school think like the way I'm built. They're like, oh look, you're obviously straight or heterosexual. But the thing is, I'm honestly like highly known and I'm gay. So like, that's the thing. It's like, don't let appearance define you. So you guys chose four charities for the proceeds for this book to be donated to. Why did you guys choose these four charities? And so the bottom line is with the driving question is how do we attain justice for marginalized groups? So we attain that justice or hope to by bringing about awareness that even in 2019, this is still happening. Like um, Danae mentioned, um, when a woman is a rape victim, one of the questions she's asked is, what were you wearing? And that's a judgment. You know, it feels like the woman's being judged and not being helped. And that's happening. Or with domestic violence that people treat women as if they're objects, if they're to be owned and possessed. And with immigrants, I mean, we only need to turn on the television and listen to uh, the media, uh, watch the news, listen to our legislature, the Congress, to know how hot a topic that is, that everyone assumes that, A, immigrants are almost always and only Hispanic, but there are a lot of immigrants in the United States. 
and that they are portrayed as terrorists and drug dealers and, you know, violent people. And frankly, um, it's immigrants who helped build the country, whether you're African-American, Hispanic, Asian, people need to know that. I mean, that's the purpose. And so with choosing these four organizations, one, Women Helping Women, I'm sorry, Women Crisis Centers, because they were very helpful to us when we asked, um, and I'm talking about the location on Covington, when uh, Danae wrote a, an introduction letter to this organization, they were forthcoming. They happily agreed to let uh, their group interview them. They gave us a lot of information. They were helpful. And with the other ones, the Free Store Food Bank, Aiken High School has a pantry um, in our school where we provide food to our kids. And um, so we wanted to contribute to that because they help us. And then with the Community Action Agency, they support ex-felons and they support people in poverty. And we haven't reached our goal, but we're not giving up because we will be writing a volume two, Rematter Two, volume two next year for next year's seniors, um, where we focus on other marginalized groups, foster kids, people with, with mental illness, war veterans, people with disabilities, and we're going to tie them together. We're going to do it differently and better. This was our first time writing a book, and so we now have the blueprint on what to do and what not to do. And we're just going to use the momentum from that new book and what we have going with this one and see what happens. Because I'm hoping that we'll have some kids around from this um, graduating class and present a check to those organizations as we will for next year's. Danae and Damar, one thing that you said um, when I asked you the question, what was it like to put the book together? And you both said that you didn't believe you could do it, that your class couldn't do it. What does it feel like on the other end to see this book in print as you hold it up that it is a reality and that you did indeed do it? What does that feel like? I was really proud of my class, not even just my class. I was really proud of myself because I was doubting myself a lot. Like, I'm not going to be able to do it. We're not going to be able to do it. It's going to be hard because from a class thinking that we're not able to do something our teacher always tell us, you know, don't say you can't do it until you try something. So when we tried it and we did it and the book came together and everybody, you know, or most of us got a piece um, in the book, I was really proud of myself because I honestly didn't think my poem was going to make it in the book because our kids are very talented. Um, we have a very talented senior class. So me, you know, never writing a poem before, never writing a story before, I wrote a poem and it was actually published in our book and I was really proud of myself, also proud of my uh, fellow classmates because we actually did something. Damar? I was honestly like, I think when I actually like holding the copy of the book now, it's like, honestly, like at the book launch, it brought tears to my eyes. I was on the brink of breaking down. So I was like, um, like all this time, it's like, oh, you keep doubting yourself and saying you can't do it. And like, you basically just like, basically oppressing yourself and basically putting yourself down like oh we're not ever going to do this You're not never going to get it done it's never going to happen to see it actually happen it's like oh basically you proved yourself wrong and it honestly it's like it's like breaking chains so you young people what are your plans after aiken because you guys are graduating from high school what are you planning to do 
I wanted to go to college um, for law um, and get my um, bachelor's in criminal justice. Um, ever since I was younger, that's all I ever wanted to do. Um, I'm still planning on doing that. You know, I believe I can do it now. We wrote a book. So, you know, I believe that anything is possible. You know, seven years of college is going to be hard because I just did high school and it was hard. It was really hard, but I made it through it. So, I mean, I believe that I can do seven years of college. You have a college picked out yet? I have two colleges picked out, um, UC Blue Ash and Kansas City University. I really don't want to leave Cincinnati, but my parents and also my teachers and, you know, staff members have always told us, you know, there's if you feel like there's nothing here for you, then follow your dream. So I maybe might go to Kansas City, but, you know, I don't want to leave family behind. So I'm still debating. And not necessarily just if you don't have anything here, but. It's okay to explore. You know, many of the kids haven't been outside the 275 loop, mm-hmm. you know, and go out and experience. You know, now was the time you're you're 17 and 18 and 19 years old. You could literally lose everything and still have time to recover and build a new life. Now, you know, at my age, no, I don't have that kind of time. But at your age, you do. So it's not about... You know, don't think of it as leaving behind, but or family, because the thing about family is they'll be here. Yeah, follow your UC dream. has a great law program, you know. Right. So, yes, it's just, you know, maybe the four years, but just explore outside of the city. Right. Okay. Uh, Damar, what do you plan to do after high school? Uh, I was going to go to either Central State University and the law, or I was going to go to Cincinnati State as a fitness coach. So you still haven't decided? Uh, I actually have decided more than likely going to go to Cincinnati State as a fitness coach and then follow up at Central State. So, teacher, Miss Williams, how can our listeners, if they would like to get a copy of the book, if they would like to support these young people who went out on a limb that accomplished something that they, in their own words, didn't think they could accomplish, how can we support this? Please um, go to our website because we do have one, www.swooppublishing.com. That's dot com. It's you know, www.swoopp, you know, for publishing and dot com. And you can purchase the book there. If you use the promotion code, I say Lear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you can purchase the book for 10 bucks because it's eleven ninety nine, And you have the option that we can ship it to you. Or you can come and pick it up at Aiken. All right. So I have my own promotional code. OK, yes. I, I love that. This is first time I had that. So you guys have to go out and, and, and purchase the book. All right. So, again, for ten dollars and go to Swoop Publishing, right? Yes. SwoopPublishing.com. And that's L-E-A-R. Put in that that code. All right. Yes. Promotion code. All right. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you for all you're doing for these young people. And thank you, young people, for doing the research and putting this book together. Thank yep. you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. <laughs> And if you missed any of that, all you have to do is go to our Facebook page. We'll have all the information there. Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now and like us there now. We've been speaking to educator Clarice Williams and two of her students, Damar and Danae. That's it for this edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. Until next week, be encouraged.